You're listening to Nursing Review Radio. I'm health editor Dallas Bastian, and I'm joined by Dr. Jan Sayers, Deputy Director of Research in the School of Nursing and Midwifery at the University of Western Sydney, to discuss her study of nurse educators working in acute care hospitals in Australia. Welcome, Jan. Thanks, Dallas. It's great to be here. How has the nurse educator role changed over time to what we know a nurse educator to be today? Well, the role, I can tell you, has changed um, substantially. So initially, nurse educators in Australian hospitals had total responsibility for the education of nursing students, and that was in hospital-based training programs, whereas now we're in universities. Um, So they had responsibility for teaching nursing students, as well as responsibilities in relation to graduate staff. So this was looking at for example, managing orientation and continuing education programs. But today the role is very different um, for hospital-based educators. So they no longer have responsibilities for undergraduate student education in its entirety, um, given that the face-to-face theoretical education is primarily provided in the university sector. So this means that um, a nurse educated um, responsible for teaching in nurse hospitals um, will have a different title and different role-specific criteria and all of that is going to be different subject to their context of practice. So let, I'll just have a little, you know, think I suppose, I'll give you some examples of, of this. Um, so a nurse educator, for example, might work solely within a ward or a unit where they'll provide education to nursing staff. So an example of that would be where you've got a, a nurse educator who's working in intensive care. So they might be involved in um, doing some postgraduate education or continuing education just for that unit. And that might involve undertaking some staff assessments that could relate to a course of study that some of the staff might be doing or it could relate to a specific nursing intervention. So it could relate, for example, to them doing some assessment of competency associated with managing a ventilated patient. But these educators could also be involved in policy development, um, in implementation of best practice guidelines, and also because they are expert clinicians and have been working for a considerable period of time um, in clinical practice, they're also seen to be clinical leaders. Another role um, for educators then is that of a clinical nurse educator. So they're, they're different in terms of the role that they assume. So they could also be attached to a ward, but their role might be more about teaching at the bedside. So you know, doing one-to-one teaching at the bedside um, with nurses or with a group of nurses. So it could include um, teaching students who are nursing students, it could be new graduates, it could be new staff, or it could be a mix of students in, in the multidisciplinary team. Sometimes though we see clinical educators who work in a different role, so that you might have clinical educators who work across uh, a hospital as part of a team of educators. And in this circumstance, they're often, this team is put together to support new graduates. And so they're called upon by um, staff when they're needed. So this is often um, done in an out-of-hours scenario. So, you know, they're available for um, staff um, perhaps on the evening shift or the night shift. 
Some um, hospitals then also have discrete education centres, so you have nurse educators who might just have responsibility working in those centres for specific programs. So it could be a new graduate program um, or it could be a program looking at mandatory education, for example. And then we have a difference again when we look at country areas. So in a hospital, for example, in, in a, a country area, you might have one educator for the whole hospital. Um, but that nurse educator might also wear many hats. They might just not be an educator, but they might also, for example, be um, responsible for infection control. So you can see that the role really differs very markedly, subject to the title and then their scope of practice or their criteria associated with the role and also to where they're actually practicing as a nurse educator. In the study, you found nurse educators had higher levels of job satisfaction and were more likely to fulfill nurse educator competency practice domains if they had master's degrees in education, defined professional development needs and met regularly with their managers. What does this information reveal about how organisations should approach the nurse educators under their employment? Look, the most important take-home message is the need for education. Uh, sorry, it's the need for engagement, um, education as well, but yes, engagement. Um, and it's engagement in conversations by both parties. So the importance of regular discussions between the educator and their manager about their work, the goals that they have and the support they need is absolutely fundamental to their professional accountability, to their job to satisfy their job satisfaction and to their attention as educators in the workforce. So at a time when we're facing attrition, um, because the baby boomers retiring, we just can't afford to be complacent. Nurse educators need to feel valued in their workplace and this means that they need to be acknowledged by both staff and managers for the contribution that they make to education and importantly to nursing practice. So they're knowledgeable and they're competent employees and their contribution is significant. You also found that role ambiguity and role confusion adversely affected workers' professional identity and job satisfaction. What should be done to avoid these issues? Clarity regarding these roles is an absolute imperative. Um, there's room for role review and delineation of roles in practice. And this could include the requirement for roles to be more carefully articulated, especially in terms of whether or not the primary focus is education. So criteria could require that educators have postgraduate qualifications at a master's level and that they demonstrate accomplishment of specialty specific competencies. This is important because not everyone can teach. It's not something that necessarily comes naturally. Um, and development of skill and expertise is paramount to nurse educators actually having the capacity to deliver clinical and professional education and to be leaders in nursing practice. You said the findings suggest a review of the nurse educator role is needed. How should this be handled and what should be looked into in particular? Well, I think there's room for a national forum of key stakeholders um, to be put in place and the role of that forum would be to establish a strategic agenda and um, some directions for the nurse educator role and so that could include stakeholders such as the chief nurse and chief nurses from 
various states and territories, the Australian Nursing Federation and the Australian Nurse Teachers Society. And certainly it would be important to include um, state clinical entities such as the Health Education and Training Institute, um, and that's just one example um, that we have in New South Wales, as well as um, hospitals at the local level. But there are three issues really that need to be addressed. What we need to have happen is a career framework for nurse educators, for them to be encouraged to engage in research and policy debate, and policy that mandates competency and professional standards. So um, I'll just try and focus on each of these. In terms of developing a career framework, this is a really important aspect um, for nurse educators um, because they really need to have a career trajectory whereby they can look at it and say, okay, I've just graduated, I want to be a nurse educator, these are the steps that I need to take. So it's an important aspect for developing a clear professional role and to have specialty capacity building that will address short-term and long-term workforce needs in terms of providing education to staff. The second issue in terms of engagement in research and policy debate, um, what I found through the study was, and, and through other research, is that we see the nurse educator almost being invisible in terms of policy debate and in research. And we need to turn that around because nurse educators need to be influential in decision-making about their role and also about education in practice settings and other professional issues that come to the fore. And this is one means of trying to increase their profile and enhancing their visibility, um, but it's a very important part of their role um, in terms of them being clinical leaders as well as competent and expert educators. And the third one's about looking at policy um, mandating competencies and performance standards. So this is really fundamental um, to, the, to the role in terms of the role having accountability and credibility, and again, um, actually enhancing the visibility of educators. So we need a policy that endorses the notion of regular performance review and monitoring of performance um, indicators so that we see the contribution of educators to education and practice and their influence on patient outcomes, which is sometimes overlooked, as being really important in terms of supporting the continued development of the nursing profession as well as nursing research and scholarship. We also need policies that would consider the availability of nurse educators being on every ward because this is absolutely fundamental to ensure that we have safer environments for patients and also we know that where there are nurse educators on a ward that they positively influence patient care outcomes. So this is a critical issue. And this policy can also help to address factors related to skill mix. So we know that in our workforce we have very differing levels of education amongst the staff that are working in particular units. We also know that because of this, their competency and their scope of practice is different. Um, by having an educator on each wall, we help to make sure that all of these levels of difference can be addressed to ensure that the best possible care can be provided. This is also important um, in terms of providing or supporting clinical learning opportunities for staff. Um, it also has the potential to enhance teamwork to where the educator in a leadership role 
will be encouraging people to work more collaboratively as part of a team and also to be participating in multidisciplinary care initiatives, which is equally important.